I'm Jake with Mission 4110, and up until this week, I would say this is your morning moment for Monday morning. But as things often do, they begin to change. And one thing that I've come to realize is as much as I love being able to bring you guys your morning moments, what started out five days a week and then scaled back to three days a week, well, has kind of become... And I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but it's kind of become a burden trying to be able to post videos three days a week. And um, so I've decided that I'm going to change it up yet again. I think that I'm going to start bringing you guys a Monday morning message, something that just kind of, I don't know, get you prepared for the week, gives you something to think about through the week, maybe a challenge for you to do during the week. And I think that, I think that that's a good thing. I think sometimes on Monday morning, we get into the, the humdrum of the, of the work week. We, we look at it and we go, oh, here we go again, another week. And, and we kind of forget what happened on Sunday. I hope for most of you, Sunday includes worship of some sort or another. And I feel like maybe just a nice Monday morning meditation is what's really needed. And as much as I'm going to hate seeing you guys on Wednesdays and Fridays, um, I think that in the long run, this will be good too. And as always, there's still the Mission 4110 podcast. I hope you guys check that out on Tuesdays as well. But I think on Mondays, I think we just need a meditation to help us get through the week. And so for your very first Monday morning meditation, we're going to finish out the book of Luke. Our scripture reading today comes to us from Luke chapter 24, starting in verse 13. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? And they stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? He asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more is, it is the third day since all this took place. And in addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as these women had said. But they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish are you and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with him, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. 
There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Cleopas and his friend were were walking away from Jerusalem on their way to this little village called Emmaus. And they were depressed because they had followed Jesus. They had been there with Jesus throughout his entire ministry. They had heard all of the things that he had to teach. They had seen all of the miracles that he performed. They were eagerly anticipating a Messiah who was going to save them. The problem was that they were anticipating a Messiah that would save them for the wrong reasons. They wanted the Messiah to save them from the Roman oppression, and instead, the Romans crucified him. And so, everything kind of fell apart. And they began to walk away, away from Jerusalem, away from the other believers. They just retreated home with their head held low. But then, as he always does, Jesus appeared to them. And he began to teach them about everything that he had already taught them before, about who he was and who the Messiah truly was meant to be. And he he went through the three Ps, the prophets, the prophecy, and the purpose, and he gave them hope. But they didn't realize it yet. In fact, it would actually be the meal where Jesus would take bread and he would break it and give it to them. And suddenly their eyes were opened. You know, the story of Cleopas and his friend is, is pretty, pretty telling of our world today. A lot of people know who Jesus is. They know him by name. They know that he was this really good teacher. They know that he taught really great things like love and compassion and caring. He, he stood up for the little guy. He, he gave, he, uh, he taught social justice and, and making sure that all things would become even again. But for them, that's where it ends. Jesus is just a story that they hear. At Mission 4110, we always talk about helping people to experience the gospel of Jesus. And remember, and for Cleopas and his friend, that experience happened when Jesus broke the bread. If you were to go through the Bible and, and read all of the gospels, what you're going to find is a bunch of smaller stories of people having an experience with Jesus. There's the woman at the well. There's um, the woman that was caught in adultery. There was Zacchaeus who sat up in a tree to get a glimpse and would later have lunch with Jesus. The woman that would touch his robe in desperation for healing. All of them were changed in an instant when Jesus went from just being a story to an experience. As Christians, our calling in life isn't just to retell the stories of Jesus Christ. Our, our purpose in life is to help people to experience Jesus Christ. Jesus has to go from being a knowledge in the head to being an experience in the heart. He has to go from, from being something that we just hear about to something that lives and breathes within us. We live in a very darkened world, and this past year has been extremely crazy, and it almost felt like there was no hope. I found even myself at times doubting and wondering if all of this was even real. And I have that whole foundation of Jesus Christ in my life, so I can only imagine what a world that thinks that Jesus is just a story in a book is going through. 
But see, we all have this experience in our life. There has to be a point in our life where Jesus goes from being a story to being a living breathing Savior who lives in in each one of our hearts, who died for each and every single one of us. Jesus told us in the Great Commission that we need to go and to teach and to baptize and to tell people about Jesus to all the ends of the earth. The early Christians, that's what they did. That's why the whole the whole gospel of Jesus Christ spread like wildfire throughout the region because his disciples didn't just leave Jesus dead. No, they went and they told everybody that he was alive and the things that they had seen, the encounters that they had had, and the experiences that they had with Jesus Christ. One of the greatest explosions in church growth happened in the second century during the plague of Cyprian, where this plague pandemic, sound familiar, spread throughout the Roman Empire. And they had no idea what viruses were back in the day. All they knew was that somebody would start to get sick and eventually everyone would be sick and dying. And so the first moment anybody became sick in those days, they would immediately flee. They would be gone. Except for the Christians who would stay back and tend and care for the sick and the dying. And some of them would even flock from the countryside into the cities to do just that. And it was that curiosity that the other people felt when they saw that these weird, strange people who called themselves followers of Christ sticking around and putting their lives in danger. So I ask you, I ask you today, what are you willing to do? We live in a very dark world. We live in a world where Jesus is still dead and in a tomb. At least that's what they want us to believe. But as followers of Christ, we know better. We know that Jesus is alive and well, and it is our sole purpose to pass that experience on to every single person that we come in contact with on a daily basis. So I ask you today, for this week, I'm going to challenge you guys for this week. Find one person, and I know that they that every single one of us has one person in our lives who is hurting, and they just need to experience Jesus. Take it upon yourself. Help them to have that experience. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us. And Father... I personally am so grateful and thankful that Jesus is not just some story that we hear about, but rather he is alive and well and risen, and he is alive and well and risen for me. Lord, I just pray that we, as your followers, are able to help people to experience the gospel of Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next week. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening to today's Morning Moment. It is my hope that today's devotional has inspired you. And if it has, can you do me a favor and share it? And then just take a few minutes and rate the podcast as well. These two things will help me immensely to reach more people and to help them to experience the gospel of Jesus Christ like never before. 
Also, don't forget to subscribe so that you can get the podcast when it releases. If you'd like more Mission 4110, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And once again, thank you for joining us on the Mission 4110 podcast. Take care and God bless.